You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back, my friends. Welcome to another episode of NFT 365. And yes, ADHD is super powered, but that does not mean that the ADHD doesn't have, uh, you know, rear its head uh, in amazing ways. And I've been having one of those ADHD days where uh, it's not, you know, I think one of the, the, the stigmas or one of the things that people assume with ADHD uh, is that we can't focus, but it's actually not the case. Um, it's most cases I can't I struggle with regulating my focus. And so today I feel like I've been going down some rabbit holes and then all of a sudden I lose track of time, day, uh, whatever's going on. And then other times I'm, you know, I actually knocked over an entire brand new, I just got this full cup of Diet Coke that I decided to not pay attention and knock it off the counter. Um, And, you know, sometimes I'll never grow up and sometimes the ADHD will come in there. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to have everybody back. We are, you know, kind of rolling through uh, this kind of ride of NFTs. And you know, one of the things that I've really wanted to focus on is when we're you know, bringing on guests uh, on the podcast, not only do I want to be able to you know, get to know people a little bit better, but also you know, inspired by stories, you know, different uh, walks of life, where people are coming from. And I'm excited for today's guest. We actually connected uh, originally via a Twitter space. And uh, for me, like being able to hear people's stories, hear people share um, some of the, you know, the world that kind of comes around, uh, kind of opens up doors. And we are going to have uh, our guest on uh, a little while earlier, and we had a, a little change of plan. So it's actually, this is working out perfectly. So uh, excited to have Coco. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Uh, excited to have you here. Tell you, the audience a little bit about yourself and you know, what you're doing in this you know, Stardust Society. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is just like truly a, a pleasure. Ever since we met, I've been so excited for this. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Coco. I'm an artist in the space. Um, I am the artist and founder of Stardust Society, which started out as a 77-piece Genesis collection of one of ones and is now building into a 7,000-piece generative collection. Um, I'm also an educator in the space. So I host a show called New Girl on the Blockchain. So we are educating and onboarding women and newcomers to the NFT space, um, creating a safe atmosphere for girls to come up and ask their questions and not feel stupid. And uh, we go over all of the topics that you hear thrown around in Twitter. So um, it's it's truly a joy to just be in this Web3 um area and i'm like totally grateful for my life and can't believe that i get to do this full time so very excited to be here today well excited to have you on and i and i love you know one of the things that i've been really trying to preach or hammer home here uh with the podcast is really just the you know the understanding that we're we are each playing a role in the education and the onboarding 
um, and really, you know, establishing the culture here uh, as this entire kind of world continues to evolve. And it's very easy for us to uh, complain about what Web 2 wasn't, um, but it's those that are willing to kind of step up and, you know, deliver in Web 3 and, and put it by, you know, kind of that, that work into motion. So I love, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the artist side. We're going to talk a little bit about the education side. Um, but I, I would love to hear, you know, from a, a background like for like, you know, is, is art always been something um, in your world? And like, how did that kind of come to life? And then what did like the Stardust Society, what was like the original inspiration for that collection? Yeah, so I've always been an artist my whole life. Um, it's always been my dream to be a full-time artist. So it's pretty cool that now like in in my 28th year of life I'm finally fulfilling that dream but it's been a lifelong goal of mine um there's also been a passion for fashion in there too so my first um experience in college was actually at a fashion school FIT for fashion design then I transferred I wanted to go back into the art world so I got my bachelor's in art history um and then after that it was kind of this like journey of figuring out my place in the world and I think a lot of 20 year olds can can relate to that um so I, I didn't really know where I fit um it was hard to find a career in the arts that I felt um, was what I really wanted to do. And, and I feel like I lost hope there for a little bit. Um, I had some challenging moments. I had some struggles for a while. Um, and then finally, uh, a couple years ago, got serious again about being an artist after um, I had been working a retail job, you know, just really like had kind of given up on my, on my art career dream. And um, I had lost my retail job due to COVID. And so now I was unemployed and, and it was really this like blessing in disguise because I got to dive back into my, my love for art. And so I started painting again, um, like doing portrait commissions. I had a little like small jewelry business for a while, um, working with clay so I've kind of dabbled in a different in all different areas of mediums. Um, but then by the time that I found NFTs, it was like it was almost on accident because I was in this place where I needed some money. I needed some side cash and I learned about uh, like day trading, but I couldn't day trade because of the restrictions that, um, you know, CFI has. And so I decided I was going to trade crypto and I was going to try to go that route. So I just like went down the rabbit hole of learning all about cryptocurrencies and how to trade crypto. And in that um, self-education, I learned about NFTs. This was last summer. And then as soon as I found out about NFTs, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like all my worlds combined. I need to try my hand in this so I started up a Twitter like zero followers like put out some of my paintings um and just like went for it I just like hit the ground running um and the rest is history well I, I mean I I love that and I, I don't know about everyone else listening but I got a little bit of chills and I and I had like this like thought you know that I can't imagine how many people over these last hundreds of years that were amazing creatives, amazing artists that got to that same place where you were at, where it's like, I have to give up my love. I have to give up the thing that, you know, gives me joy, the things that brings others joy because there, you know, there isn't maybe a path or there isn't that way that I can look to, 
to make a living or monetize or find where you know I fit, right? And I think, I think the beauty of of all of us amazing creatives uh, is we often aren't trying to fit in with the masses, um, and, or we don't fit in the masses even as hard as we try. And I think. You know, the, the fact that this can unlock that power, I think, is such a, a beautiful piece. And you know, I think a lot of people also have uh, accidentally uh, you know, stumbled into NFTs. And, and in many cases, that ends up being um, kind of the entry point. I'm curious for you, was, were you, before you launched like your original collection, were you a collector? Was there a certain kind of NFTs that you kind of were attracted to earlier that kind of, kind of brought you in more? Give us a little bit about like that early uh, NFT journey for you. Yeah, so for me, it was like, I just heard the word NFT. I knew it was about art. I didn't know like anything else. I had barely been in the world of uh, like crypto Twitter. And I just put my art out there with really not knowing a lot. And uh, I don't, it, I don't recommend that to anybody now. Because it took me a long time to sell those pieces. Because um, at first, I, I didn't quite understand the concept of of somebody just wanting to buy a digital asset that I created or a digital piece of artwork. Um, That was just like unthinkable to me at the time. And so I thought that I had to back up my NFTs with these physical paintings. Um, Like I had framed them in in these beautiful frames. I integrated augmented reality with them. It was like this whole big thing. Um, so that was my first collection. And, and those, uh, I had like one friend that bought <laughs> into my collection at first and it made me feel good enough to like stick around. Um, and so I just, I really just like put my nose to the grind from there and was like hopping in as many spaces as I could connecting with as many spaces as I, as many people as I could. Um, and in that process, I started collecting my own NFTs. And I think that's where like, I really started to understand like what people are looking for um, and what this community is all about is when I started collecting uh, my first NFT ever was in cryptos, which is um, a female led artist and still is like in my wallet. I don't think I'll ever be able to give it up. Um, but after that, it's like, I feel like, you know, once you get the first hit, you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm coming back for more. Um, and I became really obsessed with uh, flipping NFTs, collecting from uh, one of one artists that I admire. And um, yeah, I, I love the whole world of NFTs. Well, I, I love that journey too. And I, you know, I will say, you know, one of the things that I've, I've you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in kind of uh, not only early adoption, but people taking action, not spending all of their time, you know, just planning or just taking notes or just consuming. Uh, and, you know, which was always my mantra was press the damn button. But interestingly enough, in this space, I kind of flip that a little bit to where I feel like it is so important to be that collector before you're a creator in this space to kind of get that feeling, right? To walk that that journey to you get to experience a lot of these like nuances. But I think it also helps to get kind of a feel of, like it's okay to sell out, and I love that you, you you were thinking kind of bigger than like okay, hey, what can I include, right? What offline things can I include? How can I can I include you know the AR components? And you know, I'm curious, you know, just from like you know me doing my research or just looking through a lot of things, you you have a kind of a a knack for kind of leaning into technology, even you know launching a DAO and like those components. Where does that kind of come from? Because I think for a lot of artists the idea of even getting into crypto sounds a little bit ridiculous. So, you know, it's like, I don't know if I even want to deal with crypto. 
Um, how did like, how does like, what does the technology kind of fall in there for you? Do you look at it as a, a barrier for artists or is it something that you've just like learned to love and figure out as you go? It's definitely something that I have learned to love and figure out as I go. I still feel like um, I'm, I, there's a lot of technology that I'm still wrapping my head around. Uh, my project manager down there, like just an hour ago, is like asking me to put something in a Google Doc, and I was like, "It's on. It's in my planner, like pen to paper." You know, <laughs> I still have some of those like old school notions when it comes to things like that. But I'm getting I'm getting better at that. But I think um, I think it's it's a new world for artists, and it especially is new for an artist to like believe that they're going to be able to make it in the world of digital art um because for so long it just it hasn't been that way and now this is really like you know besides maybe being a graphic designer or working uh as an animator or um photographer like this is the first time in the first space that like any digital artist can really make a name for themselves um and for me like my technology really is just like my ipad and my procreate and my apple pencil that's the technology I used. Um, so it, it can even be as simple as that. Like there's so many innovative things that you can do just on, on your iPad these days. So were you leaning in on like kind of the iPad art prior to like discovering NFTs or, or was that more of the, how do I get what I'm doing offline into the digital world? What was that? What was that like for you? That's a good question. Um, so with my first collection, I was putting, I was doing physical paintings, but then I was putting them into Procreate and animating them. So that was kind of like me trying to merge my worlds. Um, I've also been, um, I, I would do portrait commissions for like the past decade. Um, and so I think that that natural progression to doing portrait style illustrations digitally uh was just like organically going to happen at some point in the space and it it felt so natural um when i first started doing more portrait type uh pieces it just was like okay yeah this is this this is definitely the road that i want to go down and and i kind of like found my art style from there so i love that so i'm curious just from and we're gonna get into a little bit of the education side but i'm curious for the artists that are listening like i will I often joke that I am artistically challenged in just about every way that it, uh, an artist or creative can be uh, creative. Thank goodness uh, I focus on just using my voice, which is about uh, that as far as I go in that in that space. And I'm curious, you know, like I have I I will openly admit I I don't really have a lot. Of, you know, I struggle with you know the artists that come up to me. I, we were in San Diego this past week, and you know, and I can talk on where you know the the photography side comes in and how we can think about that in NFTs. But I'm curious, just like, you know, if you have artists coming up to you now, or if you had an artist come up to you and say, you know, where, where should I get started? Or what are some of the things I should think about, you know, as an artist kind of leaning into NFTs, like based on your, on your kind of uh, history, and, and even some of the, the people that you've been helping, what, what advice are you giving to the kind of those artists that are, that are intrigued by NFTs, but are still really trying to figure out what does that mean for them as an artist? Hmm, um, I think that my biggest thing that I would say to fellow artists is to like make sure that anything that you put out is something that is like really passionate to you because if other people love it, um, naturally there's going to be some sort of community that forms around your art, even if it's small, you know, even if it's just like 10 pieces, there are these 10 collectors and 
eventually they're they're gonna want to see more from you um so I would say like maybe as you're creating like make sure you're creating something that you envision growing through time and and you can kind of like see a place for that art in your future um I know for me like when I'm working on Stardust Society that was really when I was like okay this is what I want to be working on like five years from now um, and that's why I kind of stuck to that. So I would say just make sure you are putting out something that you're passionate about and that you want to keep growing. So talk to us a little bit about that. The you know, so I I believe you mentioned before, right? You had the the first collection that you kind of learned that it was a, a lot harder to, to kind of sell the NFTs or get the attention uh, on your art early on. Tell us about like that, like from like like the lessons that you've learned there from a collection perspective. And then like, how does that like kind of blend into what you're doing now? And then I know you're also, you have the, the, the Stardust generation that's minting in May. So give us a little bit about like that journey, just from like a understanding a ways to bring your, your, you know, NFT art uh, to the masses. So I think, you know, there's space for like all mediums. I think there's ways to be innovative no matter what type of artist you are um and eventually like the first collection i put out did sell out like as i just naturally like got a bigger community um but i think community is really key especially when you um when you have a bigger collection you know um it's very rare that someone will just want to buy your art just from seeing it in a post i mean it happens it definitely happens but People want to buy your art because they get to know you and they hear you speak or they see you or they know your story or or know what you plan to do in this space and want to watch you grow and be a part of it. Um, So I think like building a community is is really crucial and it's like the biggest thing that I've learned while putting out my my project. So I'm curious on that on that side of, you know, community, but also, you know, I love that you brought in like that you're also educating, right? And I think, um, you know, with the education also not only builds community, but it allows you to kind of, you know, further a lot of the, the things that you're working on. So how did that like, you know, being, you know, we're now kind of welcoming, you know, girls in to help, you know, educate on board. And, and we all know that this space can be uh, overwhelming. It can be um, intimidating. And that's not even throwing in the the gender dynamic uh, that we know is also, you know, a component here. And, and I, and I think that to me is also one of those things where, you know, not only being able to create space, but also, you know, listen and learn and being able to, uh, to know, not only, you know, feel comfortable enough to ask the questions that, you know, people believe are stupid. And I don't believe there, I, there's a lot of places where I question, like, there seems to be some stupid questions uh, in this space, in the NFT space. I don't think there is. I think uh, things are always evolving, always growing. But how did that like kind of like your, you know, as you kind of leaned into that, how has that been on kind of educating and give us, give us some of like the, the things that kind of you're usually kind of either answering or kind of working with as, you know, we're welcoming, uh, you know, new girls into the space of, of NFTs. Well, for me, um, I started New Girl on the Blockchain mostly because, like, I wanted to learn more (laughs) and I wanted to, like, bring more educated people and, like, teach me. And I figured, like, other people would be interested in that, too. Um, I also, like, I had the experience of coming into the space when, like, things were still pretty fresh as far as Twitter spaces go. 
Um, and I remember like hopping into some random ones just to like dip my toe in the water and, and get used to public speaking and uh, talk about my work. And I just like wasn't really t- uh, taken seriously by like <laughs> a lot of the bros. And, and I remember one time like these guys were just like, oh, you're cute, you know, but but didn't really like care about my art or like what I had to say. Um, and, it, and that was like enough of a a spark to like start my own space from there and, and create like the space that I wanted to be in that I couldn't find. Um, and I think that's also like key right now is, is like you have the opportunity to be a pioneer in something like if you can't find what you're looking for, you can create it. And so that's kind of like motivation behind creating new girl on the blockchain too, is um, I just really wanted to learn I wanted to ask as many questions as I needed to. I wanted to fully understand these basic concepts. Like I I knew, you know, vaguely what the blockchain was, but like how does it even work? Where is it? Like I wanted to know the nitty-gritty of these like quote unquote simple concepts. And it turns out like a lot of other people do too. Because um these concepts are just thrown around on Twitter and we don't really like go into what they mean most of the time um we're kind of just like expected to know and and so i think it's important to like hold space for people to come up and ask as many questions as they need to and really like get into what these things are i I couldn't agree more and i will say like you know selfishly part of the the podcast you know when when someone asks like what is my process for you know, selecting who, who are the guests or how the guests are, are selected. A lot of it has to do with, okay, I'm curious about this and I want to learn about this. So let me find somebody uh, that really loves that or, or is specializing in that because I want to learn, right? And I was excited. You know, I think the other part of this that I think is also exciting is that, you know, being able to also find different ways, different, you know, entry points. You mentioned, you know, being in your 20s and your approach to the space, right? And being able to kind of not only bring generations together but bring worlds together and i know you know, I, I believe you're doing something in conjunction with uh nft la and i and i really love just to highlight how how nft projects and even artists aren't you know even if you're moving your art into the the nft digital world that doesn't mean that they can't still come back around talk to us a little bit about what you're doing with uh nft la and and some of the service day things you have going on yeah, so we are having our first Stardust Service Day on the 28th of March. Um, so we had this collection called Spreading Stardust, and basically I created uh, three different tiers of these butterfly animations uh, that acted as donations. And so we sold out, we raised three ETH, and put 100% of it to purchasing goods and supplies. Um and so on um, Monday, which is the 28th, we're meeting at the Goodwork Dow, which is in Venice. We're going to pack a bunch of backpacks full of all, all of these uh, supplies, and we're going to pass them out to the unhoused in the Venice area. Um, and that's something <laughs> it's been really important to me going into creating this generative project, um, this aspect of like giving back, but not just like cutting a check and sending it off like, I have made clear to my team, like, I want to be the one to be doing this stuff. Like, I want to be boots on the ground, like, hands doing the work, um, because that's important to me. And and um, 
you know, I'll speak vulnerably for a second. I am a person in recovery from addiction. And so to see my unhoused brothers and sisters, you know, like I look at them like that could be me. And so there's like absolutely no way that I'm about to, you know, raise money and and keep it all like I I want to do good with it. And so we decided that before we even um mint our project like we wanted to raise money and and like show everybody like what we're all about. So that's what we're going to do and then um we're going to continue to have these service projects um in conjunction with events. We hope to like allocate 7% of our overall funds after the mint to like funding other people's service projects around the world um and just get some get some uh stardust spreading around and some love and um create community in that way well i know that you know the audience starts to you know that listen to the the podcast every day they they start to get like kind of a, a trend and if you know if i'm bringing a guest on there are certain things that just kind of like jump out at me and like the idea that you're you're not only willing to kind of, uh, you know, be vulnerable with us and, and your share. And I know for so many, that you know, it allows us to be seen, right? It allows us to uh, be heard, but it also, you know, connects the doc, dots about giving back. And I love that you want to be, you know, active and on that forefront and aren't waiting uh, to the mint out day, right? I think this is the this is the new trend. And I will say for everyone listening, if you know the NFT projects that you are you're paying attention to. If they haven't done anything prior to mint date, that's a red flag for me now, right? That's something that we have to kind of look at and realize that you know just because someone can launch tomorrow um, and you know buy followers or even just you know convey that these are all the things they want to do, you know, I think it's essential for us to like look and say what are they already doing? What are some of the things that they're already doing? So I love that you're working there and kind of connecting those down, you know, those dots, you know, offline as well, and and even connecting it to your story, right? I think for artists. That's the part that I hear a lot about is like, do I have to have like utility? Um, what do I do? I have to have a discord. And I don't think there's a have to haves in any of that. But I do think there is something pretty powerful and amazing when you can allow your story. Let us behind the scenes, because for so many of us, like our connection to the art, our connection to, you know, the beauty that you create is not only in the art itself, but understanding you know, what goes into it? What is the process? What are, you know, what is the, the blood, sweat and tears, the, the, the life before. And I think that's such a, a powerful piece. And you're also, you know, working through some partnerships. I know partnerships with some fashion brands. Uh, I believe there's partnership with, uh, Ragney, uh, Ruth Randy Zuckerberg and, uh, the hug cohort. Talk to us a little bit about the, the partnership side. This is, uh, I'm impressed partnerships are already flowing. Yeah. So we have been, uh, just super super blessed by all the people who who want to be involved um so early into our project so uh we just got picked up as part of the hug so um they chose me as part of their artist in residence program which basically means uh that we will be a part of their group hug program which is typically like a postman um sort of like advisory role that a lot of these projects have with the hug um, but their artist in residence program is uh, where they will actually give us a grant um, to be able to use, put towards uh, any business expenses leading up to the mint. And then um, they will also be giving me like this six week curriculum where they're going to be like teaching me business skills, and stuff, which I'm so excited about because there is so much I'm, I'm finding out that I don't know that I need to know. 
um, like I just incorporated a business um, on International Women's Day, like just stuff I never thought I would be doing, but it's just so, you know, it's, it's badass. Very excited there um, for them to come in as advisors. And it's just, you know, it's, we're so grateful to have someone as like, amazing and powerful and and strong in business and in the nft world as randy and deb and uh so excited about that and so um that's with the hug we also we have partnerships with kendra scott which is a jewelry brand um which is very exciting and then we also just partnered with cider fashion brand Wow. So there's a couple of things that I, I mean, first of all, I love the, I love that partnership with hug uh, ever since they kind of announced what they are doing. Um, it, it's just such a beautiful thing. I think we need more, more opportunities like that in this um, community. I, I would argue that, you know, everyone here, you know, we need to amplify, you know, everyone that everything that hugs doing as far as uh, really kind of not only nurturing and teaching, but, uh, bringing you know a lot of this you know real world experience in, and I will also say you know Coco, I have to give you a lot of credit in the you know your desire to to want to learn some of those things and you know expand that right. I think it's easy for us to say like oh that must be nice, but I think the beauty of it is that we have to be wanting to like kind of make those things happen. And the other part is you know I'm curious just like you know there's a lot of collections, a lot of artists, a lot of leaders that are that are you know begging for one partnership or trying to figure out like how to get their uh, voice heard or, or on the radar. What, like, what do you think has been like either, you know, it doesn't have to be like your secret sauce, but more of like, what are the things that you feel have been really working for you to allow some of these partnerships to happen or, or kind of bring some of these things to life? What would, what would be your, your kind of secret sauce there? So for me, I think um, there, there was a, definitely a fashion element to the Genesis collection. Um, just, you know, coming naturally from my background in fashion design, I, I love fashion. I love it as self-expression. Um, and so moving forward uh, in, our, in our roadmap, we really want to have fashion be one of our utilities. And partnering with brands is a huge part of that um, in ways like, maybe producing some of the the items that I'm illustrating or maybe illustrating some of these brands products. Um, there's a lot of different possibilities there. Um, but I think that these brands really just, um, they see me maybe as, as like a, a leader in the, the women in web three community, which is awesome. And that's why they come to me. But I think too, there is uh, some sort of like aesthetic with Stardust Society that, that catches their eye. Well, I mean, I think the art itself is is absolutely beautiful. I think there's also um, kind of like this beautiful mix of of feeling like um, it can represent so many people from so many different walks of life, while also kind of opening you know the conversations. You know, I I'm a girl dad of three little girls, and and you know for me, you know, not only you know trying to do my part in you know amplifying amazing uh, stories like yourself, but also just kind of like you know, figuring out what works, right? This whole idea, like, you know, a lot of times the, the questions that I'm asking are also things that are going to set me up so that when I'm talking uh, to my daughters about, you know, the way that they can, uh, you know, kind of step into their genius, the way that they can um, be found, you know, those kind of things, you know, really work well. You know, I'm curious, you know, from the education perspective, you know, you mentioned, you know, your desire to, you know, kind of educate with the show and uh, the content, you know, kind of welcoming people in, 
while also wanting to be one that is learning you know, as well. How are you kind of balancing when, you know, as artists, you know, people love the art, how they're looking up to you from an education perspective. They're looking up to you for running a project and a business. How is that all coming together in, in your world? I can imagine it being a little overwhelming. Uh, it will be overwhelming for anyone. I, and, and I say that in the sense of like, like, I mean, you're, you're spending time being a creative, you're spending time now growing a team. Like what are, what is kind of all of that look like from you? And like, how can you like, because there's a lot of people that are out there. It says, I love all the things that you're doing, but there, I'm not sure I could handle all of that. How are you handling all of the things that you have going on? <laughs> um, that's a really good question. It is like a bit overwhelming and I definitely would not be able to do it alone. Like a hundred million percent. Um, I'm, I've made sure to build up a team around me. And I think that's the most important part. Um, and not just a team, but like a true community. Like before we even started working on the generative project, we had like a good thousand people in our discord that were like real organic, like friends with all of us. Um, and beyond that too, just like making a bunch of friends from the six months prior on Twitter and, and having these genuine connections. So um, I have a really good support system and I'm, I'm very lucky for that. I have team members that really like take the lead in a lot of ways and take a lot of the weight off my shoulders so that I can focus on the art. Um, so I think it's definitely important to, to surround yourself with those types of people. So you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the first collection and, you know, the first collection, you know, it's the, the 77 uh, pieces and I'll, and I'll put some links here for all those that are listening on the podcast. We'll be put some links in the show notes. You know, the, you know, you have a, a, a fair, you know, fairly large volume of, uh, of trades and, and they're on open sea, you know, and, you know, even just kind of watching the kind of like the path that you've had uh, just in this past year, you know, and the, and the floor price is at, at, at 0.75, which is, I, I think, uh, I mean, it's impressive, right? I think there's a lot of uh, collections that would, you know, love to have that journey. What is some of the, like maybe one or two of the things that you learned with that collection that has really shaped what the collection is that you're, you're uh, the upcoming generative collection. Like what were some of the, your biggest takeaways from that first launch and maybe even the uh, after launch and kind of as it sold out and some of the things you've learned there. So I think for me, there were a couple of different um, things that really like rocketed that collection. I think first it was the fact that I was only putting out three at a time, so I didn't just drop all 77 of them. At, at once I was putting them out like pretty consistently um and then as they started to gain more momentum I was like basically having these weekends like I would schedule the drops on the weekends once I had a discord uh, and do raffles and 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 already be interacting with the community um but it was like a long drawn out mint of the full 77 pieces um and, and I think that that consistency and like just showing up and, and being there for the community for all of that time, like really makes people feel good about what they're investing in. Um, and I think it just, it, it builds hype too. Like people are excited to see the next couple pieces that are going to come out. Um, there's this like theme, right? So I would, I would have some of the planet names, for example. And so they'd be waiting for a certain planet or like a certain star sign for all to come out. Um, so there were a couple of things like keeping people on the hook, I guess, for, for the rest of the collection. And then by the time it was sold out, it, 
it just like happened to gain enough popularity that there were secondary sales. Um, I still like can't totally believe it. <laughs> it's like, so crazy. But I think that was kind of like what was our secret sauce there. No, I, I mean, I love the, you know, that, that layer of, you know, and that's doing it a little bit different too. And I think, you know, it's almost a little bit of a blend of like a one-of-one collection and a generative collection in a way, right? The, the element that you're kind of having along. Now, I'm curious, from an artist's perspective, were you were you creating each of these like after you dropped them? So you, or they weren't all done up front and you just waited to drop them? Or which, which way of that? I'm just curious from like a creation perspective. Did you have them all done and were slowly releasing them or you were slowly releasing them as you were creating them? Oh, no. So when I first started, I didn't expect it to be like anything. So I I had only done three pieces to start. And I just was like, drawing things that were in my aesthetic on a rainy day, like no expectations whatsoever, no plan, truly Um, uploaded them, they sold out in a day. So I started making more. And that's really like how it went. Um, and it wasn't until like halfway through the collection when I was like, Oh, okay, this, (laughs) this is what this is now. Like, okay, this is what I wanted to be. I started making a plan. I started like working ahead on, on what pieces I wanted to create. But, um, yeah, it, it really was like, it was mostly like during the week time I was, I was drawing. And then on the weekends, it was the drop by the end. So the reason I asked is I, I just love that idea of it, right? I think there's, you know, I, I believe that we had, we do have to be, you know, kind of collectors before creators just to understand, you know, kind of some of that feeling, some of that like dopamine hit that you get, you know, collecting. But then I also think there's, there doesn't have to be the wait till everything is done or perfect and also kind of like leaning into what your world works, right? I think with Web3, it's very easy for us to, to understand what is possible in this arena but then we still kind of fit web two practices into this world, right? Like, Oh, I must drop this all the same way everyone else is doing it. Or I must. And like, I even look like looking through that collection of yours. Uh, I'm a, I'm a proud Gemini and, and my Gemini uh, shines very bright through just about everything that I, that I do. And, and I was laughing when I had noticed the naming and I was like, what's the chances? Like I love like the rainbow color themes. And so you have like rainbow, rainbow color braids uh, with a uh, Gemini. And I was like, that just so like, it just connected, right? It connected um, with me. And even just in the sense of like, what does that all mean? And, and, you know, for those that are, most of people are aware, um, you know, I had, you know, unfortunately my wallets compromised uh, recently. And, and for me, the, one of the things that was the most unexpected aspect of kind of losing you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of NFTs that I, you know, we've, I've been collecting and, and ones we've been talking about here on the podcast was I didn't recognize enough the emotional connection I had to the actual art itself. And, and that to me might be the, the greatest lesson from this very unfortunate uh, scenario. And there's lots of lessons that of course are coming out of it. But for me, that actually one of them is really just my you know, my, I have a crypto chick. Most people are familiar with the crypto chick uh, that I was like my profile photo. And I love the collection. M, uh, the founder, was on the podcast a while ago. Um, I've you know, been a fan of, of crypto chick actually since the very beginning when I, I bought a couple early on before I found the one that I loved. Um, and just seeing that like removed from my wallet and 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 realizing that like that, you know, that is like this element of like our connection to uh, the artists and the story and the community. And, and I love how you've kind of, inter, inter, you know, really kind of interjected that in your 
um, entire collection. So I'm I'm curious, you know, May with May coming as as like the mint date, uh, you have you know the partnership with NFTLA. You're doing the kind of uh, social good there, uh, and some of the other partnerships. What are you know for those that are kind of listening, you know, right now, or maybe they're listening to us after um, May. Like, what what's kind of the story that you want? You know, you would love like the art that you're putting out to tell, or like that like connection that that you're really going for. And I think for those that are listening, I think this is part of that beauty of 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 finding great people and also great art. So I'm just curious, what's that, what is that? Like, what are you seeking? What is something that you would just love to, to know that people are taking away from, you know, the amazing art that you're creating? I love that. Um, I think I would love if post-night and people are listening to this and, and they see the collection, it's like, they see that these are um, pieces of like self-expression and so I think there's a couple components to that that I really, um, we're really focused on. Uh, number one is like inclusivity. So we have um, five different skin tones and, and beyond that, we have adjusted like the line, the line work colors and the features to, to really match what these different girls and what these different skin tones um, would actually look like. And so people can, more likely find one that that vibes with them and feels like them, um, which I'm really proud about. And it's also a lot of work. Um, we are doing seven poses as well with those five different skin tones. So it's a lot of artwork, but I think it's really going to be worth it for people to like truly really be able to see themselves in the collection. Um, and then beyond that too, you know, just these um, partnerships with brands and I think some of the innovations and the ideas that we have there as far as like maybe one day you could like dress up one of your stardust girls and in this pair of sunglasses that you got or you could change her top with the season or, or you could change her hair or something like that um I would love to have an element like that where it's it's like this is your forever pfp that you're gonna dress up because it's you and um, so, yeah, I think self-expression is like my biggest goal with the collection. Ooh, I like that. I like where you got self-expression element. Um, I think it's beautiful, and I think it shines just like looking at you know the art from you know from this very my own very biased uh, view on that. I think you know for me that that also connects, of course, to you know, raising my daughters and and you know being very proud that they each kind of our own their individuality but also recognize like you know putting their stories out and you know i also think that's an important aspect and so you know as we bring this kind of back together and you know you mentioned you know kind of in your intro which i think it's really important for the words that we we choose to use in this space i think it's essential for us to to kind of own like who we are and you know it's not about like waiting for that that seat at the table it's about you know creating it or creating your own table and i and i love that you were you shined that you know i introduced you as an artist and you said i'm an artist and i'm an educator and i just love that i think that is such a um a, a powerful delivery of the, no this is who i am and how i'm representing and i'm i'm curious you know for you know if you were look back maybe 5 years ago you know, would you, what, what would you have thought of, of where you are today? Not in the NFT space, but just where you are in that ability to kind of own those things. And is there anything you would kind of tell your, yourself five years ago that would kind of get you through those, those tough times along this entire journey? Oh man. Well, that question is going to make me cry. So I'm going to like go really fast <laughs> um, because I didn't have a lot of hope 
honestly, five years ago, I've really like had a lot of struggles. Um, so I think first and foremost, I would tell myself five years ago, get your ass sober. <laughs> Um, and also just like you are worth it and you can do it and your creativity is real and you can put it towards amazing things. Um, but I could have never imagined. I mean, this is truly, truly a dream come true in so many ways. Oh, I love the vulnerability. I love the storytelling. Um, I will also say like, I think there's something beautiful about, you know, we can really find our own path, right? And so for those that are listening to, like, I think the other lessons that I try to pull out of these things is that, you know, dropping the first collection of, of 77 and figuring out like where that all fits in, in your world, like figuring out how you want to bring the art to life, right? Being able to do that slow drip of, of the projects and kind of figuring out, okay, I want to also want to educate and I want to have a place to welcome people. And I want to grow this community. Uh, you want to do the work ahead of time, not waiting to the mint or um, kind of teasing that out. I think when we hear a lot of the the trends or the stigmas in this space, I think it's important to recognize that just because those are the the big macro trends and the big things what we see a lot of big projects doing, it doesn't mean it's the only way that we can find success, the only way um, that we can move forward. And I also love, you know, we all have to kind of own our own struggles, our own, uh, you know, demons. And, and uh, the beauty of that is that we can kind of now teach others, you know, as we go, as we kind of uh, uh, push forward. So Coco, I love that we connected. Uh, thank you to this beautiful world of, of social and and we were able to make this, uh, you know, all happen. I'm excited for uh, the mint in uh, in May. We, of course, will have that on our radar for um, our daily project. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of give you the mic. Is there any last words you want to share? Anything you uh, that we missed or you want to uh, put out there? I'll make sure all the links to everything are in the show notes. But uh, the mic is yours. Yeah, I would just say, you know, if you are going to be around for NFTLA on Monday and you want to uh, come volunteer with us. We have some room in the afternoon uh, when we're passing out the backpack. So you can definitely hit me up and I'll give you all the info there. Uh, I also see a project that I did the art for in the audience. Their name is Stargate and they're minting in April. Um, so that that's very special to me as well. That was one of the first projects that gave me a job here in the space back last fall. So I have to give them a shout out too. Whoa. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to get that link because I love projects that are giving artists their shots and bringing artists to life. Stargate, I got you right there. We're following each other. So I'll make sure to include a light there. And, you know, I think that's another spot here for, uh, you know, for me as someone that is openly artist, uh, ch artistically challenged in many ways, you know, we are, we've mentioned on the podcast that there's you know, definitely a plan for, you know, late summer, early fall for a collection that we will launch kind of outside the podcast, but of course, uh, kind of connected. And for me, like, that's the part that excites me the most is, is working with artists and kind of bringing artists along. So, uh, Stargate, uh, kudos. We are, we, April 18th or April 16th, it says there in your profile, uh, that you are, that they're minting. So I'm going to put, uh, Stargate on, uh, in the show notes, uh, as well. Kogo, thanks so much for, for being a part of this. Thank you for kind of shining your light on there. Um, I will be uh, in LA. Unfortunately, I don't land till Monday evening. I have to take my daughters to school on Monday morning and then I, uh, I fly out of DC here uh, on Monday. But hopefully uh, we'll be able to connect uh, there when I'm in LA uh, this upcoming week. And, and, you know, for everyone that's listening to like, you know, there's, a, I'm really working hard on trying to figure out like the, 
the 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 right mix of you know ways that we're interviewing and topics and and the beauty of doing a podcast every day is I get to splash around a lot and try a lot of different things to see what resonates. But I also get to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time in Twitter Spaces, on Clubhouse, um, in Discords, just trying to like listen and and learn and discover uh, amazing people that are doing amazing things. And so I know the most popular question that I get, and I'm sure Coco gets it a lot as well, is like where do I discover new projects? Like, where do I find the ones that you find, Brian? Or how do you, you know, work all these things that happen? And I'll just tell you, there, there isn't a magical website or a tool. You know, there might be some like, you know, alpha groups that are out there that are doing some great things. But what I found is just being, you know, being active in, in this community, no matter where this community, you know, is in your world and, and being open to listening and learning and, and going into rooms that maybe you wouldn't have normally, but you, you might be inspired to find something new or, or discover something. And, and ultimately that, you know, that's how uh, Coco and I got to connect originally and, and bring uh, on the podcast. And now we get to share that with the world. So uh, to me, this is a, the beautiful lesson of, you know, putting in that work and, and being willing to, you know, listen, learn, and, and we get to all grow together. So uh, until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The show is not by-